Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the New Republic, which beats the Empire, FYI. If uh, if anyone has forgotten that, uh, the New Republic thwarts the Empire. Um, and so we are back to being the Republic. My name is Wade, as always, and today I am joined by Alex and the Empire lover himself, Kevin. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> I think we, I think you might be outvoted. We're all wearing sweaters and two yeah. of them long, long live the empire, my friend. So okay. I don't, this is not records of the new I have Republic. a stormtrooper. Here's the thing. In my studio. <laughs> Here's the thing. Your stormtrooper is Han Solo, not a stormtrooper. So he's a good guy. Solo. He's a good guy. Right. He does, he does um, have a blaster no, to my face no, right now. Cause he, so I, I don't think to our knowledge, he's never worn stormtrooper armor. He was an infantry. He was a mud trooper. All right. And he was a pilot, but he defected. So I'm just going to throw that out there because the Empire sucks. Um, your Darth Vader helmet on your sweater has a Santa hat on it, which means he's joyful. So this could be like right after he threw the Emperor down the shaft, he's celebrating. And life. was dead? Uh, no, he wasn't dead. <laughs> there was like that that like ten second gap or whatever, you know, a few it's minutes. All accounted for. In between, I'm it's just saying this could be like how he would have been no, there, there, if Christmas existed. There's a existed. Star Wars theory on it for sure. So I, I'm calling <laughs> Alex neutral because he's also wearing like a bright Christmassy color. Uh, yours is clearly Empire Dark Side, no question about it, Kevin. I, I will give that to you. It's a good one. I wish it still lit up. Because that would be really Me cool. Too. I have to get replacement bolts. I used to have... I've got this R2-D2 one with all these lights strung across him and an X-Wing. And so clearly, clearly light side. Uh, but I had one way back when that did light up. And I'm really upset that I got rid of it. Um, or is it R2 being blasted by an X-Wing? A defecting <laughs> X-Wing? And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. I like that one. So with all of that, welcome back, guys. <laughs> we are all three in studio. I feel bad because Dylan's not here. Here's what I'm thinking, because we officially have a due date for Lynn. Uh, we got that today, December 18th for sure. We are on the books. We've got it, the C-section scheduled. So our daughter will be here by December 18th at the very latest. Um, awesome. So I'm thinking like the last week that we record before then, we should do a group recording, but also a live stream and have it be our Christmas party. How does that sound to you guys? Sounds cool. We'll have to workshop it. it. Yeah, we can workshop it. I mean, we'll do that outside of the episode, obviously, because we've got a lot we want to talk about tonight. But listeners, if you want to join us for a live stream uh, Christmas party, let us know. We, I know RFB is already going to say yes. He, he, 
he was one of the three people I think to tune into our our last our first and last live stream. Um, so I'm sure he's game. But yeah, I think that would be a fun fun thing to do to ring in Christmas this year. Anyway, Kevin, Alex, how are you guys doing? How's life been? Take it away, Kevin. Life's good. Um, I'm glad to be back on a regular schedule with this. Works pretty hectic, as it always is. Yep. Rebrand, new product offerings, performance review time. It's not my favorite. Just the season. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Nothing says happy holidays like you stink at your job. <laughs> um, oh, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. How stuff's going good. Family's doing good. Good. How's Thanksgiving um, in your in your new home? We weren't. I mean, we only did breakfast here. So okay. Um, the tradition that we kind of have is we wake up. I'll I'll start cooking breakfast for everybody, and then we'll watch the parade together. And that's what we did this year, and okay. it was very very fun. It was very nice to do it in our home. Um, and then we, you know, we went and we drove around town, went to a couple of different places for dinner and then dessert. And, um, it was a very, very long day, but it was great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Uh, same here. Thanksgiving was good. Spent it with the fam. Uh, we've been settled in now for about a month and a half. So kind of, kind of got a wrap on a lot of those, uh, you know, first house projects, the things you want to attack like right away. And now it's okay. really just feeling out, um, feeling out different things, like kind of getting into the, the holiday spirit a little more. So, you know, look at us with our sweaters today to start. So it's all good. You know? Heck yeah. Yeah. Since by the time this episode releases, it will officially be December. So any of those naysayers out there who are like, not before December. Well, first of all, shove it. Uh, secondly, yeah. I think anyone who wants to put up the tree whenever can do so. So I don't think we need to have a debate about that. I think we're all in unison there. I don't care. You know, if you're, if you're the kind of person right here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We've got our tree up, Kevin. I think you have yours up because you shared some pictures today Mm -hmm. on Twitter of some of your star Wars ornaments, which was pretty cool. Um, Alex, we haven't seen any of your Star Wars ornaments on Twitter yet. Kind of a little disappointed. I know, I'm at the, I got at the, it. Yeah, it would need to pick that up a little bit. I'll get on there. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I, I you think guys I watch any movies yet? Any Christmas movies? Any Christmas movies? Yeah. Elf. We watched okay. Elf like on Thanksgiving. Like... Yeah, Elf Christmas Vacation. Elf? The holiday special. Holiday special. Well, yeah, that's a that's a given. <laughs> Dude, I I was, we'll get into that later. It's been good, though. I've enjoyed everything holiday-related that we've done so far. We're planning on taking Gene out at some point in the next couple weeks to go look at lights. You know, there's a a local farm that puts on a huge light show, and it's free. Um, They do ask for donations, um, but it's free. They don't actually charge an admission. So, you know, it's kind of cool that they do that. Um, So we'll probably take him over there. But... Yeah, we've got a lot of lot of different little things planned here and there that we're going to try and hit up and and get done. But we've got all of our decorations awesome. up around the house. We're set. All the pre- pre- uh, Christmas gifts are wrapped. All the presents is what I was trying to say. They're all wrapped and under the tree. So we're we're good. We've got uh, the everyone friendly eggnog. We've got the adult friendly eggnog. 
I mean, we are, we're set. That's awesome. We are ready. It's the best time of year. Yes, it is. I think, well, I think the biggest thing, and here's why, not to get unrelated to Star Wars for a second, but I think here's why it's okay to celebrate Christmas longer, or at least the season. People tend to be a lot nicer during Christmas, during this this time of year. Um, not everyone. Some people still walk around like they've got sticks up there, you know what's. But most people tend to be friendlier as a whole. They kind of, you know, it's that kind of season where people are getting together with family. They're they're sharing memories. They're enjoying life, cooking home cooked meals, and inviting friends and family over. It's just that kind of warm, homey time of year, I think. And so I think like some of the, some people want to celebrate that longer because of just the overall atmosphere that we get from the season. So I have no problem with anyone who wants to celebrate Christmas, like, even if they want to start in October. I, I, I don't care. That's fine. I usually wait till after Halloween, but that's just me. Us too. I don't understand the people that do get upset. Like, yeah, like if you it, don't have to do it. Yeah, it's not you putting up your tree. So why is what they're doing? it? Well, that, that comes down to a lot of issues in the world, though. Why is what mm. that person is doing or that person likes, why is that bothering you so much? I know that need to care. That kind of conversation will, will get very political very quickly, and that is, that is something I will die on. Don't worry about that person because if what that person is doing isn't affecting you – Leave it alone. And I'm going to leave it there. I agree. I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> I and want we'll... it noted that you were pointing at me on the screen. No, at, least on, at least for, for how, it's, how it's laid out. If on you choose screen. to like the Empire, I will leave you alone. <laughs> Just don't let it affect me. I think that that's not possible, though, because we're on opposite sides. If I like the Empire and you like the Republic, we fight. Kevin, I would never fight you. I, I don't think I, I would ever, ever pick a fight or even a verbal argument. That's actually with that's you. not true. That is not true. In Raleigh, when we were at the boxing gym, you, you were trying to spar all the time. You guys are like Luthen and Saw right now. You, we, you're both you're you're fighting for the same cause, but on two different ends of the spectrum. That's something I don't know if we've <laughs> talked about that on the pod, have we? About our, our boxing career, however short it was. I don't think you guys a have career. It wasn't a career. <laughs> There's not much to talk about. We, I don't we, want to waste anybody's we time. We started that. when we were in college and we were working together at the hotel. We also uh, found a boxing gym because we were both like, yeah, you know, we need to get in a little bit better shape. We want to be healthy. We want to be active and we want to be able to hit hard if we need to. And so we, we kind of enrolled in this if boxing gym. And we started going to classes together, and we were like, oh, yeah, this is fun. This is awesome. And then it got kind of brutal, and we are like, oh, maybe this isn't as fun, but still kind of fun. And I, it, towards the end of our time with the gym, I really, 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 really wanted us to do a sparring match. Just one. And, you know, they put all the protective headgear on you and the glove. I mean, like, you're fine. It's not like Kevin and I are going to be beating each other into a pulp. But I wanted I wanted Anakin to do one. one all over I, again. 
I wanted to put one, like put all of our, our lessons and practice into one session just to see our progress. But Kevin was going to kick my butt. And so we said, no, that's not a good idea. I said, no, I can't do this to you. <laughs> so anyway, celebrate what you want to celebrate. If you want to celebrate early, celebrate early. Uh, Star celebrate Wars news. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's a new tradition we are starting, and I think we're still early enough that it's okay to start it now. But we are going to, I think, and I talked to Penny with the, I didn't just make this decision. I, I did talk to her first. But I asked her if on November 17th every year, we can put up the tree while watching the holiday special. And she agreed to it. So, <laughs> Kevin, you're giving, you're Kevin, giving too much away yet. We haven't, we haven't gotten there yet. Um, that Kevin, was Kevin, Kevin Sink, why would was, you sign yourself up for that for the rest of your life? Yeah, why would you do so that? <laughs> we're we're going to make that our holiday tradition, um, at least one of them. But we thought that I thought that was fun. And Penny was like, yeah, that's fine by me. That doesn't that, that's fine. So. That's that's going to be one we keep for a while. Um, Alex, Star Wars news. What's going on in the Star Wars uh, universe right now? So a little bit this week, not so much that has been happening the last couple weeks, I feel. And unfortunately, this news is not going to, you know be happily received by you wade so <sighs> according yeah. to bespin bulletin and making star wars reporting they have some sourcing that's gone back i guess the last 12 months or so um but skeleton crew is likely to come at the end of next year so end of 2024 uh, the exact verbiage that was used was after halloween or holiday 2024 so right off the cuff wade immediate reaction um, well, when you, like I said earlier, when you first sent that to us, um, I stopped, like you sent, so Alex does this fantastic detailed notes that he'll send to both of us and say, Hey, these are some talking points I think we should touch base on. And this point was like halfway down the list. So I had gotten to that point and I shut my phone off after I read it because I was so disappointed to see that. And Kevin, before you say anything smart, I think... March or April or even May it is reasonable as an expectation. The only reason I think they may put it past is maybe we're getting Acolyte at that point since Acolyte's pretty much finished as well. And it's still gotten some more, you know, it's been a little bit more mainstream in the news. Um, so I, that, that would be my guess is we're going to get a spring release or, you know, May release of Acolyte. And they're just putting Skeleton Crew later on to be, you know, whatever. But I'm not happy about it. I've been looking forward to this and looking forward to this and looking forward to this. And I guess now I'll just have to celebrate the birth of my daughter and just enjoy that for a while. That's it. That'll have to carry me over because I'm just, (laughs) I'm so disappointed that. I hope that gets you through her first year, you know, because you're going to. Knowing that that's at the end of the tunnel. Um, it, it, next time, listen to me, Kevin. I told you this was going to happen. You told Kevin. Me. What are your thoughts? You got something yeah, to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. All I have to say is that I told you so. <laughs> in in terms of my actual, uh, like, I talked about it last week. Skeleton Crew is not something that I am super super excited about. I'm not like not looking forward to it, but it, it can come whenever it comes. For well, me. 
I'm much yeah. more excited about the Bad Batch Acolyte. I, when and when are we getting season three of Bad Batch? Have they talked about that for twenty? Are we getting that 2024? I think so. I think that's kind of like the sleeper. This is a definite 2024 thing, whereas okay. everything else. You know, everything else like being live action, I think, is really what kind of um, has slowed things down. On the note of Skeleton Crew, I mean, I'm disappointed as well, but for a different reason. Um, You know, Kevin and I spoke similarly last week about my thoughts. Like, there hasn't been a trailer yet, so it's hard for me to be excited without having, well, getting an official trailer besides the leaks from Celebration and whatnot. Um, The official imagery, again, has been limited to, I think, one or two shots, one of them being behind the scenes. So, again, like, it's hard for me to be excited when there's been so little official things out. Um, But on the other hand, my main disappointment is thinking that this show was complete. Like, a lot of the reporting that we've seen is that it's ready to go or it was close to being ready to go. And to me, if you have something that's completed – And again, to me, like I'm looking at the other things that have been going on for Disney, Um, you know, some of the box office performances haven't been what they wanted. Um, Subscription growth for Disney Plus may not be what they want. So I worry that if you have a completed project and there's a lot of different benchmarks financially you might be seeing as yourself or a company, maybe you slide it into the next quarter. Maybe instead of Q1 2024, it's going to be Q3 instead. Um, And maybe this is just the byproduct of other things moving around. You know, there was, I think, supposed to be four Marvel movies next year, and now there'll be one in theaters. So, I mean, there's a lot of things happening for Disney's um, release schedule on the theatrical side, clearly on the Disney Plus side. Um, But it is disappointing, I guess, to not, again, to not have a trailer and also to have these rumors at the same time. Like, it would be cool if, like, we kind of had something to look forward to. But, hey, if Disney doesn't know when they're going to release it, how can you release the trailer right. you know, without a date? Well, I and I kind of get it. I think there's more interest in some – I don't want to say interest, but maybe like existing interest in something like Sith Acolyte because I think maybe it relates a little bit more to – you know what's going on. I mean, you look. The High Republic books have been doing well. A lot of people are crazy about them. Um, you know, a lot of EU fans are familiar with the term Sith acolyte, um, and so you know you've got a lot of those connections that there just may be more existing interest in that show right now. And so maybe it is smarter to put Skeleton Crew later, so you can really do a lot more marketing for it. I just I think my thing is I'm just. I'm really disappointed to be this close and then have it extended that far away. I mean, we're talking about pretty much another year before we get were to see we it. actually close though like do we know that we were close they They had said that it was pretty much in in post production wraps like a while ago. I wonder if something in the last month or so caused them to have to redo a bunch of things. That's always possible. Um, you know, I don't kind of scares me, but the biggest thing I don't want is for this to become like Lando or, um, you know, Rangers of the new Republic. I don't want it to be something that doesn't officially get canceled, but it kind of gets put on the back burner or swept under the rug and forgotten about. And I, I don't, I mean, I'd be shocked. I don't think they will because they're not really in the planning phases. They're more in the post-production, but then I think of the, the Batgirl movie, that was 
fully produced and pretty much ready to go that Warner Brothers just canned because they weren't happy with it and they took the the insurance payout on it. So, you know, I think of stuff like that and I go, well, if it's not what yeah, they I want to put never, out there. I never it, thought of that. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen with it, but you know, considering we haven't heard gotten it here a first. lot of yeah, I mean, we haven't gotten a lot of updates on it like official updates. There really hasn't been much chatter about it at all for the most part. So that's uh, where I get kind of scared. Not scared, but just concerned. I'm worried about the future of it. You know, I am kind of flashing back a little bit to the writer's strike and the actor's strike of it all, so to speak. And now I'm thinking how it kind of was around the early springtime period this year where I feel like the radio silence for this show began. Yeah. And it might be just the simple fact that, I mean, we've seen the news, the reporting that, you know, Mando season four still has work to be done. A lot of work to be done. They haven't even started filming. Yeah. Um, and again, it seems like Alkali is, you know, wrapping up. I don't know where the stages are with that. Um, so it could very well be the fact that there's just so many things in flux and maybe earlier this year, earlier in 2023, Disney foresaw fall and winter 2023 going differently theatrically and maybe they had a whole different setup for properties like star wars for next year we'll see i mean i i'm encouraged because i know they're still going to be putting stuff out it's just i guess it's sad to know that they had to push it back for whatever logistical reasons they have decided you know but it is what it is there's nothing we can do about it and we just have to Sit and wait and be patient, which is like my least I, I tell you what, it's like a kid waiting to wrap or unwrap his Christmas gifts on Christmas Day. Like that's that's how I feel about this. But Christmas Day just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and it's just it's it's awful. It's like it's like yeah, if I were it. if I were like stuck in Groundhog's Day on Christmas Eve. Like that would be the worst thing as a kid. You know what I mean? Have you guys <laughs> seen that movie Groundhog's Day? Okay. Yep. So you know what I'm saying. You know, if I'm just stuck in a loop on Christmas Eve and it's like, it's right there, but it's never going to be attainable. And I, I've been so excited for this show since it was announced. I hope this show doesn't fall flat for you. I really hope. I, I really too. hope we don't I, do I really a do. reaction episode a year from now in your face. <laughs> You're just wearing a bag over your face. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Let's get Star into. Wars yeah. <laughs> Let's get into our next news topic. So let me ask you both, starting with Kevin, on the physical media side of things, do you have a couple Star Wars films on DVD, Blu-ray, 4K? What's your collection looking like? I've got all the original six. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, for the <coughs> excuse me, the original trilogy, I have what I think is... A, the re-release from the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, when we did, when we did the um, rewatch a couple months ago, I had no internet and I had to pull return of the Jedi out and actually watch that one. And um, it was amazing. Like it, it looked completely different than what we have on, on Disney plus. Right. Um I don't want to say that it was better, but it like I had this feeling of this. This like looks like this is how it was meant to be viewed. Um, 
So I have those. And then for the prequels, I have them on Blu-ray. Um, I never use them though. I just, I just watch what's on Disney plus, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, not really much different, but um, I would love to collect more physical media, but I just, there's no real reason for me to, because I don't really have the equipment to maximize it. I would love to mm-hmm. one day. Um, but right now that's really, that's really all I have. Wait, what about yourself? I have the uh, original trilogy and Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and then the special edition of Return of the Jedi all on v- VHS. Um, I dug those out. I was at my parents' house on Thanksgiving and found out my parents still had my VHS collection, which I thought they had gotten rid of. And so I've got like the the box set collector's edition of the the original trilogy, and then I've got the the updated cover that says special edition of Return of the Jedi. And I know Attack of the Clones won't run. There's definitely like if I were to put it in a VHS uh, player right now, it, I'll get through like maybe a fourth of the movie, and then it's going to jam up somewhere because I watched that movie so much as a kid, I ran it into the ground. Um, so the right reasons for it to not work. Um, I also have the, uh, family guy, star Wars DVD set of the three. Um, I own most of the, most of my star Wars stuff I own on Apple TV. So I Hmm. bought them all before I had, um, before I had Disney plus. And then when they put everything on Disney plus, I was like, Oh, well, guess I didn't really need to buy them, but if I ever get rid of Disney Plus, then I still have them, and they're there forever. So, well, so before we get into the news, I mean, so what was your guys' thoughts then? Because clearly, you know, we all have most of the films on physical media of some sort. Um, you know, myself, I have that 2008, you know, original saga or complete saga six film set the blu-ray one right um i have that i have oh i have the the skywalker saga that one from i'll, I'll post pictures but i have the the nine disc it's in a black box with the death star I've on seen that. it I it came out a couple years ago that. yeah i splurged and got that one for me um so i mean so i love physical media um for me mainly for the special features of it all but kevin you said something about return of the jedi on like dvd or blu-ray and how it's like that's how it was meant to be seen that's how i felt when it was earlier this year i think when they did the return of the jedi re-release in theaters and there was something about it where i really felt like i was watching it differently than i have been the last couple years and i haven't watched it on a disc in like five years at least um probably ever since it was on disney plus so four years or so um now the news of it all and i really want to credit a gentleman by the name of bill hunt at bill hunt bits on x can't believe i'm saying that on twitter um but bill's the founder and editor-in-chief of the digital bits a site that reviews film media really great stuff um so he did a review for both season one and season two of the mandalorian because this cup or excuse me this upcoming month on december 12th we're getting the official releases. So Target, Walmart, Best Buy, mm-hmm. wherever you get your Blu-rays and whatnot these days, they're going to have it there, Amazon. 
Um, so he got a couple early copies because, again, they'll be out, you know, street dated for about two weeks from now. And I, I'm just going to get into it. He loved him. I really respect this man's opinion. Um, and I'm stunned. I was really worried that this physical release was going to be botched. And I have no real reason to say that. I don't have a lot of like current Disney era movies on physical media to compare it to. So I was kind of just going off the hip. Um, but the skinny of it, if we're talking from a video and audio and a behind the scene like package perspective, um, Bill's grades were really high. I mean, for both, he gave the video and a plus the audio and a minus again this is both seasons um and we'll get into it but the extras your behind the scenes content he only gave a c minus so i i guess i neglected this myself but the last few years of netflix streaming you know now it's disney plus i didn't really realize the difference between streaming and physical media until i started putting in a couple of my discs and I, it really is incredible for a couple movies. Um, I was just thinking today, I mean, sometimes we have no idea what copy of a movie that streamers are even playing. Yeah. I. So are you planning on buying them then? Are you planning on getting season one and season two when it comes out? Yeah. Um, unfortunately you know, not for the behind the scenes features, a special feature. So, you know, per Bill's reporting, um, he mentioned that there's only 16 minutes of special features for season mm. one, and there's 11 minutes of special features for season two. And I, if you're, if you're asking me, ask, asking this man's opinions, don't even have special features on there. If you're going to only include well, that, especially I think when, when you look what, Look at what they've been doing, you know, from a special features point of view. Look at what they've been doing with so much of the behind the scenes stuff they've been putting on Disney Plus. That mm-hmm. that was really the only reason I would even consider right now going and buying the physical copies of the movies is for any of the special features, anything like that, behind the scenes stuff that you can get on those. But with the shows, I have no interest in buying the shows. Um Really? Yeah, I, I have no interest. And here's the thing: like, when I buy something to be put on my shelf, um, you know, for from a collector's standpoint, special you, you can have a special edition of just about anything, like, or a collector's edition of just about anything in Star Wars. So if I'm going to buy something, more than likely I want it to be either some kind of toy or book that you can't get in the movies um, or you don't see often in the shows. You may see in a couple, you know, stuff like that. Like I, for me, a TV show that will never leave that streaming platform is just not worth buying, especially if, because like I said, the only reason I would consider buying it is if they had other special feature behind the scenes stuff that we really don't get much of in other areas. But we do with Disney Plus. Disney Plus already puts out enough behind the scenes. Now, what they put on these discs may be entirely different from what they put out on Disney Plus. And, you know, maybe it's worth it to some. To me, I get enough of the behind the scenes with Disney Plus and what they've been doing with all their shows that I just don't need it personally. You know, I'd rather put that money to towards other things in my collection that I don't have and would like to have on my shelf. 
So I will mm-hmm. not buy. The only show that I would consider buying, can you guess it? Oh, of course. I was going to say Kenobi. I, yeah. I was going to, if, yep. if Kenobi was on the table, you'd have the pre-order yeah. yesterday. So if Kenobi were to come out, I, w- I would – yes, I would have had the pre-order. <laughs> I, I would have that one. But that, you that would have brought this news to me. Yes. That's because I would have that on my Kenobi shelf. That would be the only reason for me to buy that. Um, other than that, you know, the other shows – and the shows are great. Ahsoka and or Mandalorian. Shows are fantastic. Um but they're not – I don't know. To me, it's just – it's too much. I don't need to spend money on a show that I've already seen and that I can get on the streaming platform, if that makes sense. You know, Because Disney Plus is one of those that, for a lot of Star Wars fans, especially if they don't own the movies or shows outside now, if I didn't have Disney Plus regularly, maybe I would consider buying it. Or if I didn't want to pay for it permanently – yeah, I'd probably consider just buying the show and having it. But so I, I guess it really comes down to the individual and what they plan on doing for their personal collection and reviewing of shows mm-hmm. and movies. But yeah, I have no interest in buying it personally. Kevin, what about yourself? I am a little bit frustrated <laughs> at how. I agree with you, Alex. If you're going to put that little amount of special features on there, I don't know why you would even bother. Like, I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to, that's a waste. Um, It's, it's almost a little bit insulting because of what we've already gotten, not for free, but included with the normal subscription. I think that's ridiculous. Like I, I remember when the force awakens came out, digitally i bought the special edition of it um not physical i it's it's on my amazon account and there was like an hour and a half two hours of bonus content Mm -hmm. so much that like you have to take a day Mm -hmm. to go through it all you know maybe longer and that's worth it i would i would spend money on that Mm -hmm. but to get the show that i can watch in for the Maybe if you have like real home theater and everything, the, the, this physical release might benefit you. But for me, it doesn't. It's going to be the same for me as it would be on on Disney Plus. So there's just no. I, I mean, we're all we all collect things. Like I I collect some physical media. I have a vinyl collection. There's a big value add to having that as opposed to digital. Um. So, to me, it's just ridiculous. I wouldn't. I'm not even going to consider it. And here's the thing. I, Maybe if it came with like some cool art. Yeah, something like that would – if it was like an exclusive print or something. And I would I would say this. If they were to change the format of it and if they were to take out all of the credit scenes and all of that and just make it one elongated, like each season is just one straight through film. I'm not saying you can watch that all the way. Maybe they have to break it up in half. But if they were to do something like that, I would probably be more interested in buying it if it was like a straight through viewing of everything. Um, yeah, you know, it's and if they had more bonus features. <laughs> so on the note of the exclusive artwork, there are definitely a few cards per season. So there's a couple of like throw ins. Um, it looks like some like physical um, cards with the exclusive artwork. Um, what, what was that other point you just made, Wade? Um, the condensing them. 
cutting out like the credit scenes and the intros and all oh, that. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you just reminded me of um, like chapters. Like remember like mm-hmm. with DVDs, like you'd have the chapters and whatnot. And um, something that hasn't crossed my mind because I don't think it was in the, the reviews, but um, it would have been neat if there was chapters. If you're going to put this on physical media as well. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess that's extra extra work but you know part of me thinks maybe disney wasn't considering putting these on physical media when this was initially released you know back in 2019 2020 all this and that's why they all that kind yeah well i think that's why like maybe that's why the the content was coming out like what content would have been on like a physical media release they're instead just you know as kevin put out they're just giving it away essentially already on the app i mean when you i think when you consider how many times we watch the different star wars shows movies and all that um the volume that they're putting out i mean we're for what we're paying it still feels like we're getting it for free like it's robbery um so at the same time to consider paying and here's another key point it's forty dollars for the Blu-ray set for each season from most retailers. And then it's 45 to $50 for the 4k set, because unlike a lot of physical media releases, there's going to be the Blu-ray set and the 4k set, and they're not going to be together. It's like 10 bucks a month is what it is. (laughs) One thought that I had while a few minutes ago reminded me of Alex I wonder if we didn't really get much for Kenobi and really everything after that in terms of behind the scenes. So I wonder if they made this decision a little while ago and they're going to start releasing these shows on physical media with those at length, you know, no. round table discussion type things. We got we got a great behind the scenes with Kenobi. It wasn't that it wasn't that much. Like it wasn't, it was wasn't fantastic. Think about what we got with Mando. We got like eight episodes. Yeah, of, they, I don't remember what it was called. They broke Mando down a lot more. That's but, what I'm saying. But I thought behind the three, season three of Mando, I think only had one gallery episode. To your point, Kevin, compared to I think both earlier seasons had like a full like eight episodes, like one episode per. Yeah, they changed actual it. episodes. So do you think because they shortened it for like season three and Obi Wan that they're going to include more for a season? That's three what I'm saying. Obi-Wan maybe maybe the strategy has changed. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, a great bad. point. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I still. And if that's won't true, buy. I would be buying Kenobi. I would if Kenobi if is what... the only one. I still think that I'm going to buy if it comes out. Not even Ahsoka. Think about the Hayden Christensen behind the scenes. Yeah, but stuff. Hayden's kind of your guy. See, I got enough Hayden. You still love him, though. I got enough. I do, but I'm saying like my thing is Hayden and Obi Wan, because those are who we got in the movie. Like Hayden and Ewan, I should say. Those are who we got in the movies. Like Hayden and Ahsoka. You know, Anakin Ahsoka. That's more Clone Wars. It's great. I love all of it. And I love Some of that stuff is just as compelling as Anakin and Obi-Wan. I don't disagree, but I'm not as attached to the Anakin-Ahsoka relationship as I am to the Obi-Wan-Anakin relationship. That's where I'm at on it. Huh, that's a good question. I'd have to think about that for me. You know, like, definitely attached, but I don't know to what I've got a whole bookshelf dedicated to Obi-Wan. I've got, like, a fourth of a shelf dedicated to Ahsoka on one of my bookshelves. So, you know, I got to look at 
is it really worth 40 or 50 bucks to have something that is kind of going to get hidden behind other stuff versus stuff that I'm really like, yeah, this is top tier for me. You know, even well, we though gotta be honest, I think Ahsoka right? was a better TikTok. show overall. Oh, really? I do. I think Ahsoka was a better show overall, all around. I like Kenobi just as much. But if I'm looking at it just purely a like objectively, I think Ahsoka's a better show. One day we're gonna have to go through and, and rank Twitter's some gonna of go these on things. fire right now. I'm I'm gonna tweet that from the records account right now. Sign <laughs> Wade. Ahsoka better show overall. End quote. I'm sorry, Kevin, what were you saying? Oh, I, I was just saying that we haven't really done much with the shows that didn't happen. No, and that's one of those this things, year when we had the podcast, uh, which we'll probably get into probably you know early next year as we're still waiting for new stuff to come out because that's something RFB mentioned to us in his uh, last recording, not this one he sent us today, but the last recording which we didn't get around to playing. Um, he mentioned something about doing some rewatches and, and stuff like that. So that's probably something we're going to have to do so we can kind of give our opinion on that after we get through the movies. Yeah. Well, I definitely, less... I've been wanting to do Andor. Yeah. Andor's fantastic. I'm glad you just brought that up. Cause I was going to say my last point regarding the physical media discussion was ironically, I feel like you guys have turned me off to getting Mando season one or two <laughs> <laughs> physical yes. media, but yes. Andor, I especially would, because if you're, Kevin, if you're in the camp of, like, maybe getting Ahsoka on physical media, and let's say, Wade, you're in the camp of getting Kenobi on physical media, I would grab Andor for a few different reasons, jokingly, one of which being there's 12 episodes and not just six or eight, and... Along the lines, again, though, I really am hoping maybe Kevin's onto something that for Mando season three, for Kenobi, for Andor, for Ahsoka, maybe there's been a lack of behind the scenes material released as compared to Mando seasons one and two because Disney knew they were They're pivoting to, to a physical strategy. Yeah, yeah. Boo, um, but yeah, Disney. that's that's Boo. that's all I have on on those two uh, topics for today. And you wanted to say happy birthday to who? I, I don't know if I, you know, happy birthday, Ridley <laughs> Scott. Uh, Wade is not a not a fan, apparently, but. I, I'm familiar know. with the Alien and Predator, you know, I'm familiar with those movies, but I haven't seen a single one. <laughs> Watch them. They're very good. I might, but I have very limited time. And so the <laughs> little free time I have. I really want to dedicate to things I want to watch. I'm the same way when I go to a restaurant. Like if I know if this is a restaurant I've been to before and I know what I like, I'm not likely to try something new because I know what I like. And if I'm going to go out and pay money, I'm going to spend it on something I want. At one point in your life, Wade, Star Wars was new. (laughs) Yes, it was. And I was very uh, impressionable at that age. And that's why I am where I am now, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you've grown up and you're not open-minded. Is that what that's you're saying? That's exactly correct. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right, you're lost. They're great movies. Um, other Especially Predator. Other awesome news. This is totally unrelated to anything really like big in the Star Wars world. This is just for me. My Christmas gifts from Penny came in because she let me pick them. And I really wanted to share them with you guys. Because I think these these are my favorite, favorite characters. Well, not characters, but 
I got three Black Series figures. Um, and they're all like super cool collectors kind of versions. But I got basically who I call the three heroes of Star Wars. These are the three guys that have made Star Wars amazing and awesome and wonderful and everything we love about it. So, of course, right, we have Captain to go with the Panaka. original. I've got George Lucas <laughs> as a stormtrooper. Oh, wow. Wait, I had that in my cart two days ago. Yep. I almost bought that. I got, I've got that. So you can probably see where these are going. Um, I've got, now th- the only thing I don't like about this one is it doesn't have his real name on it. Um, but I got the Trapper Wolf Collector. So Very Dave cool. Filoni. Yep. Yep. That's so, and then that's so cool. John Favreau's actually says John Favreau on it. Um, which is what the only reason I was bummed about Dave Filoni's, but I, I, I know they've got Paz Vizsla, but I really wanted it with Favreau's face. So I got the Favreau nice. Dave or, uh, uh Fun- not Funko black series figure for So those were my Christmas gifts from my wonderful, Very incredible cool. wife Very cool. um, who let me basically go on Amazon and eBay and pick which ones I wanted for Christmas. So <laughs> the Trinity, that was a win, but yeah, this is, this is the Trinity of star Wars. These guys are the Mortis gods essentially of star Wars. <laughs> the like, father, <laughs> the son, <laughs> right. they, they are, Definitely. they are what have made star Wars so <laughs> wonderful over the years. So I had to, I had to get those. Those are ones. And we've talked about this before boxing versus unboxing. These are three that will never get unboxed. I'm going to find a shelf to put them on together and they will stay in their boxes permanently. They, I will never unbox these ones. What's um, I'm not a big the, figure guy, but I I want the George Lucas one really bad. I thought it was really cool. So that one's been sitting in my cart for like months. Yeah. Yeah. Does Did that you? one have a character name or is it just George? Nope. It just says George Lucas in Stormtrooper disguise. So I don't know if one of the films – I'll look it up later – if he did actually cameo as a Stormtrooper at one point uh, just to be in it. I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. but I thought that was really cool regardless. So I said, yeah, I've got to, got to have that one, especially if I'm getting Filoni and Favreau. So, yeah, really cool. So that's what I've got in that regard. That's my star Wars news for the day. But, Oh, I got a, I got an interesting one to share. Are you guys familiar with Ewan McGregor's, um, they're on Apple plus, um, the documentary series he did, the long way round trip, the motorcycle one. By... Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. Um, I've not seen it. Are you familiar with those, Kevin? Though, like uh, the concept. I remember it. seeing the ads. Yeah. It's um, good. I started watching those a couple of years ago, like before the third one was released, and then I found there's actually a couple books that he and his friend Charlie Borman um, like wrote together. Um, huh. So I'm reading that. So I kind of made a note. That was my like side Star Wars thing That's for this cool. week. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. There's um, off the text, you guys, some pretty neat insights because the, the book I'm reading right now is from the like pre and during episode one era. It's pretty cool. Speaking of books, guys, you have to read from a certain point of view. All three of them. They're fantastic books. They are so, 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 so good. I mean, it's a bunch of short stories from the perspective of all these different characters and creatures throughout the Star Wars movies. None of them are main characters or anything like that for the most part. Sometimes, like, 
like Empire covers a little bit with Yoda and Obi-Wan as a force ghost, which is really cool. And there are a lot of familiar uh, writers in the Star Wars universe, like John Jackson Miller, Delilah S. Dawson, um, trying to think of a couple more. A lot of the voice actors from some of the other uh, audiobooks are also doing the voices in these ones, but so, so, so good. Like uh, R5, when he blows his motivator and Luke whines to Uncle Owen saying, Uncle Owen, this one's got a bad motivator. You know, that he did that on purpose, according to this short story. He did that on purpose so that R2 would get picked because R2 told him he had a, a, a mission that would essentially change the outcome of the galaxy. And R5 believed him. And so he did that in order to have R2 get picked. Um, there's one, like when they're on the Star Destroyer uh, trying to capture the princess, you know, with Tanta, Tanta V4 in in their docking bay, whatever. And one of the stormtroopers uh, that has some kind of interaction with Leia and blasts him, that kind of thing. At some point after, you know, you see in the scene, he actually takes his helmet off and like locks eyes with her to indicate like, hey, yeah, we're stormtroopers, but we're people too. And it almost makes you feel bad, like sorry for the stormtroopers. Like these guys are, are doing something that they think is right. And it may not necessarily be right, obviously, but you know, it, it's just some of the writing is like super, super awesome. And it's from all these different perspectives and all these different like uh, side characters or even people we didn't know existed. Like they've got one uh, that's about the Empire, like when the pod, the escape pod gets released from Tanta V and they're like, hold your shot. You know, there's no life forms of life forms aboard. Um, they, the guy, the guy who orders the gunner not to shoot goes to like this HR person in the empire worried because he made, he gave the order not to shoot. And now he's worried that the plans that they're searching for were on that escape pod because they couldn't find anything after tearing apart the Tanta V4. And so he's like, what kind of paperwork do I need to fill out in order to kind of cover my trail and, you know, make sure it doesn't fall back on me. And so there's just a whole bunch of crap. That's just like super random but it's it's awesome. These books are fantastic. These are arguably my favorite Star Wars books of all time. They are they are so 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 good. And I'm only like Sound awesome. I'm two thirds of the way through Empire, and I just cannot wait for Return of the Jedi because that's next. And I'm just I hope they do it for the prequels. I hope they do it for the sequels. It'll probably make me like the sequels more. I mean, I'm just I'm over the moon about these books. I cannot talk about them enough. They are fantastic. So that's all I had to say about that. But <laughs> I figured since we were talking about books, very, very much worth it. Uh, don't I have no idea. No, I, have to get them. I have no idea if they're considered canon. I think they technically are, um, which is also really cool if they are, because um, a lot of the EU books that like would have covered areas like surrounding the, the original trilogy – that are now considered EU, like the Kenobi, the Ahsoka, some of those books. Um, while they are technically considered legends and not canonical, some of these short stories include some of the characters from these books mm. and bring them into canon as side characters and that kind of thing. So if these books are canon, it kind of helps legitimize some of the things that we've loved in Legends. And so I, I really do hope 
these books are canon, and I'll look into it after I'm done reading all three of them because I, I don't want anything to be ruined for me. But these books are great. I mean, they are highlight of my day when I'm working. Yeah, I've never heard you talk about a book like that. I, I, I just – and I love Brotherhood. Mike Chen gets to do a, a short story, by the way, which I was really excited about. Um, but yeah, the I just ah, – it's so good. It's so mm. good. And uh, Mike Chen, he had that tweet. Remember we were going back and forth a couple weeks ago regarding uh-huh. the um, Brotherhood and the 2D Clone Wars series. So it's funny you brought yep. that point up about from a certain point of view being uh, it ties in like old or like Legends content, old EU content. There's, and that's Mike Chen right there. He's already been doing that in other in one of the uh, one of the short stories covers Obi-Wan as a force ghost on Dagobah interacting with Luke and Yoda before he leaves, like before Luke leaves. And it says something like, there's always another one. And it's kind of, the title is kind of referring there to there's always a bigger fish, you know, or there's always Mm -hmm. another is what he says. That's the title. But in the book there, or in that short story, there is a line where Obi-Wan's reflecting on his time as a master to Anakin, and he sits there and he wonders, does Anakin know how to swim? I don't know if I ever taught Anakin to swim. Every Jedi should know how to swim. And that is a direct callback to one of my favorite books, Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray, where Qui-Gon goes through that thought process and when thinking about – because he's in that book, he's wrestling with – whether he's going to take this Jedi Council seat or not, and what that what that means for Obi Wan, and at some point he asks Obi Wan, "Have I ever taught you how to swim? Remind me, I need to teach you how to swim." Something. So it's just all these little connections. And if you're if you're the kind of person that reads and reads and reads and has read all these other books, when you read these short stories, you get all of these connections, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, that's brilliant! That's brilliant! That means they know about this book and that connection and that relation." So good, I can't, I can't talk about it enough. We probably could have done an episode just on that, so I'm going to leave it alone for now. But so, 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 so good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get in the library card thing and see if I can get some of these books from a library uh-huh. in the future because that's that sounds that like some good stuff. That. Um, speaking of books, I mean, it sounds like they were chopping down timber in the woods of Kashyyyk to get these things printed. I mean, wait, we've been waiting for this topic. Do you want to throw us into, throw us into the, the depths of the holiday special? Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, first I want to hear. So we, I, I challenged Kevin and Alex who had also, to my understanding, not seen the holiday special prior to this viewing. Am I correct on that, Kevin, Alex? You guys hadn't seen seen it? it. Okay. Never. Okay. So I said, hey, it's Life Day. We should all watch the holiday special and then talk about it. We've got very mixed uh, opinions here from what I've been told, what's been hinted at to me about our feelings. So for those who don't know, holiday special came out November 17th. What was it, 1978? Am I correct? I think that was the, Mm -hmm. the year. And essentially, it was celebrating the the Wookiee Life Day holiday. Um, And the way it was produced, it was produced as a 70s-style variety show. Um, I'm just going to say I love it. I I do not hate it at all. 
I, I think there's a lot of quirkiness to it. I think it's kind of odd at times and maybe even makes you feel uncomfortable at times because it's just <laughs> some of it, some of the writing and, you know, some of the acting is kind of, eh. but here's what I like most about it. It's very much a product of its time. Whereas Star Wars, the movies were far ahead of their time, in my opinion. Um, granted, obviously, I was not here to see all of those um, when they came out. I was not born. I was not alive. I was born in 95. Um, but it's it's very in line with what variety shows were in the 70s. You've got like the Carol Burnett show, the Muppets. I mean, some of these other variety shows, it was like spot on in line. There were you there was usually a musical piece and then these different bits that were kind of related but really not. Um just fantastic. Gene even loved I mean he loved the cartoon part. He thought that was awesome with Boba Fett and Luke and, and Chewie and all them. He thought that was great. He loved it. Um But it it was very reminiscent of what a seventies variety show was. And I don't know if people didn't like it because of the bar that the original Star Wars movie set, because of how high of a bar they set. But this wasn't, this isn't a Star Wars movie. All right. It's not to be considered in the same mindset or framework, in my opinion. This is a varieties show. That's, that's what it is. Um, if you ever grew up watching like the Carol Burnett show, I watched that a lot with my grandparents. And so there's a special part of me that when I watch this, it's very reminiscent of something I grew up watching with, with my grandparents. Um, and so I love it. I grew up watching the Muppets variety show with my parents. Obviously, that one's a little bit more geared towards kids than most variety shows. Um, probably a little bit better writing. It was funny. It was enjoyable. Uh, but also super corny and quirky. I mean, that's what it was. And so I I absolutely loved the holiday special, and my kids, until they are 18 and moved out of the house, will have to watch it with me every year um, on November 17th. That's just, that's a rule. If you're going to live under this roof, torture. you're going to eat the food I pay for, you're going to sleep in the bed I bought, you're going to watch the Life Day special with me. You can report me to CPS, and they're going to laugh at you. Just FYI. <laughs> Just gonna throw it They're out. not going to laugh at the holiday special. <laughs> They're not. They may not, and that's okay. I don't think those guys have a funny bone anyway. Most most so governmental Wade's agencies in the, don't. Wade's in the uh, 9 or 10 out of 10 star range, Kevin, no, where are you uh, at? I'd say 8 out of 10. Uh, no, you're, you're, you're it's there. It's an 8 out of 10. You, you just said you loved it. You're, you're watching it, it every year, Wade. You're yeah. watching it every year the rest of your life. But only once a year. All the other Star Wars projects I watch two or three times a year. Oh. 20 minutes ago, you said that you value your time. You don't have a lot of time, so you're not even going to watch Alien or Predator, but you're going to take time every single year to watch this holiday special. Yep, I'd put the holiday special above any of those movies. You've never seen them. I know. I don't have to. But that's not the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is for something that is taking so much of your precious time every year, Pre-scheduled every year. You're only going with an eight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my honest opinion. There were a few things that I might have changed. Not a lot. <laughs> that's the snarkiest. Okay. You're only going with an eight? <laughs> 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 
Yep. <laughs> yep. Kevin, what did you? All think? right, Kevin, you got yes, Bill. I don't have that much to say. Like everything that Wade said, fine, great. You know, it's a classic variety show. I don't <laughs> like variety shows, and I don't want variety shows in my Star Wars. You know, it just it was weird. You know, there were several points during that viewing where I was like, like I, I didn't know what to say. Like I, I was like, kind of want to fast forward, but I kind of feel like I have an obligation to. I don't want to. You do. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did not finish it. I had probably about 20 minutes or so left. I will not be finishing it. Um, I did like the animated part, uh, which for those that don't know, that is on Disney Plus. They took that out and hmm. um, it's there for you to watch if you if you want to watch just yep. that, which it was cool. But like the singing and it, sorry. That's a variety show. It, that's not Star Wars to me and I don't. It wasn't, maybe part of it is it wasn't what I was expecting. Like, I was expecting a corny, cheesy Star Wars story. And that was in there. Did we watch right? the Like, there same was a storyline. <laughs> there was a storyline to follow. But Every, Everything about it was corny and cheesy. Right. I, did, I don't want the singing and the weird like music videos. It, it, was, Dude, it Jeffrey, was very weird. Jefferson Starship was awesome. I loved the music video. I can tell. <laughs> it's just it's not it's not for me. I, I probably will never <coughs> I probably will never watch it again. That's all right. <laughs> There's enough Star Wars for everyone. Listen, listen. I mean the guy that made Star Wars didn't even like it. Yeah, he can be wrong every once in a while. Well, hey, on that point, what's really interesting? Well, let me say something. I I was giving myself credit all week for watching the full thing, and I just realized that I've been I fast forwarded through half of it easily. I fast forwarded through all of the musical parts, um, but I did watch all of the credits, and I didn't realize like George really wasn't a part of it whatsoever, like. Not even that's probably why the, it sucked near the studio. Oh my god! Like I, I thought there was, I thought he was maybe wrote part of it, something, nothing. He's he he gets the same credit in these credits as he does for the Mandalorian and whatnot. Just like the story buyer, the the characters created by George. That's it. I thought it was not good. surprising. I thought it was enjoyable. Well, that's good, Wade. I'm I'm happy for you. I can't believe you. I would. I wish I liked it, Kevin. I'm upset with you for not finishing it, Alex. I'm upset with you for fast forwarding through some of it. So here's something for Alex, though, because it, you mentioned it, and I think it was in our group text, very much in passing. I like the Lego version way better than this, and I actually enjoy. It. Like I, I'll watch it this year with my kids. Mm-hmm. What? What do you? Where does it rank for you? Do you like it better or worse? Um, I think the Lego special is so much more redemptive, I guess. And maybe that's just my way of saying, like, it has that rewatch value. Um, you know, I would say with the holiday special, I liked a few parts of it a lot. But for every part I really, really liked, I either was fast forwarding through another part or I just didn't like a different sequence. Um, and you know, I mean, that whole, like, 
making Bantha cooking special part that I also looked into, which was like <laughs> quasi blackface. And I'm like, this is just so horrible. Like, how, I, how can I watch this? It was the seventies, man. <laughs> that and that's Wade's and, defense for this. And, 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 and I literally what you mentioned uncomfortable, verbatim uncomfortable is in my notes twice for the last twenty minutes of it that you skipped. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's great. Wait, that, that's really great. I it mean, was so good. <laughs> the last twenty minutes of poor B. Arthur's oh. character, like running the cantina and none of the patrons are leaving. There's an imperial curfew. She's being accosted by one of the patrons behind the bars. Like how how did this thing that started with um lumpy playing the worst version of hollow chess i've ever seen and then itchy with the <laughs> not safe for podcasting vr experience <laughs> i just i don't understand how all these composite pieces came together for this one thing listen that's the variety how did it show not sync the franchise <laughs> listen listen that's what i Mala worked extremely hard on that Bantha, and I, I she would be so upset to hear you criticize her hard work on Life Day. I wouldn't she, know what she, she was saying back. She so I, <laughs> I think there was seven straight minutes of just. Uh. <laughs> That's awesome, though. It was it was all Wookie. When you said Gene really liked it, I hadn't watched it yet. And then when I started, I was like, yes, I understand that part of it. One million percent. I, I, wow. can, I can understand any. But to you know what? To that point, a, a note I made for myself was if I was a kid, if I was five years old watching this, I would have loved it. But yeah. I'm closer to 35 than five. So <laughs> I've I'm got like, the mental capacity of five. So I have Amen. <laughs> Listen, he loved I mean, I, I'm not kidding. Not only did he like and I'm glad he brought that up, he loved the Wookiees talking back and forth. Anytime Chewie's family was talking with each other, he loved it. And that's because I do Wookiee voices with them when we're going to bed or waking up or whatever. Like obviously I don't speak Shri Wook nearly as well as a native of Kashyyyk. But I feel like I do a pretty good job. Yeah, and I think Gene was having an emotional connection with these characters because he understood what they were going through waiting for Chewie to get home. Yeah, they were going through it, man. Forget about that that headset. It was so good. Fast forwarded through that one. And it also gets weirdly like 2001 A Space Odyssey at the very end when there's a bunch of Wookiees walking into the Life Day orb, which Kevin like, didn't see. That was like the best part. That was like when they all get together and then Leia starts singing. It was perfect. It was not not the best part. It felt um, like a big family <laughs> hug on Thanksgiving. You know, I, to, to get back to your point, Kevin, it's, you know, the Lego Star Wars special um, I think I'd like it more because of its connections to the sequels. And I think it does like 
whereas the holiday special does this much for the original trilogy that newer holiday special does like that much for the sequel trilogy and like listeners can't see but like i think it you know the fact that it's post rise of skywalker you know not canon content but still post rise of skywalker content is cool um so at the at the end of the day it's like a it's finn it's ray i'll take that even though it gets a little crazy also i will say i do enjoy and that we'll probably wrap this in to you know life day celebrating decorating the tree we'll watch the lego holiday special right after the original because i did enjoy that um it was very very different but i do enjoy the lego one i enjoyed that lego halloween i love all the lego ones yeah that one the halloween one i went back and rewatched that or watched it for the first time with gene and like anytime anytime we get on disney plus he either asks for star wars in general which means young jedi adventures or he'll say Star Wars Legos, which means he wants to watch the Star Wars Lego Halloween special. Um, he loves both of those very much. Yeah, I wish the holiday special for Lego took on more of like a Christmas carol. Because um, I really liked what Terrifying Tales did with all like the spookier stories. Yeah. And I think a Christmas carol kind of like that story kind of opens the door for the, not the spooky stuff, but just, you know, getting two or three more concrete stories. Whereas like the Lego holiday special, like I said, just kind of gets all over the place at the end. Uh, But they kind of, I mean, they kind of did the Christmas Carol thing with Ray traveling through time and seeing different points. Yeah, I suppose you're right. In history. I mean, that's kind of what Christmas Carol did or does with, with Scrooge, Um, you know, taking him back in time with the three or in the future with the three ghosts kind of does a similar thing. So I, I, to me, and especially seeing like Finn wearing the the holiday sweater and stuff like that, like that, that what made it enough, it made it Christmassy enough for me to enjoy as a as a holiday movie, without it being oh Christmas, which is real world, you know, for a fantasy holiday, totally game for it. So uh, oh, I needed to play RFBs real quick. He sent us a voicemail talking a little bit about his opinion, and I wanted to make sure we got him in this time. Um, so let me pull this up, make sure it's not too loud. Okay. Can you guys hear it? Maybe I'll. Boys are talking Star Wars Holiday Special. Some may call it infamous. Some maybe not so. Um, Do I need to restart? It be familiar that okay. me growing up as an original generation fan, I was 10 years old on November 17th of 1978 when... It was only ever shown on CBS the one time, and I was fortunate enough that mom and dad let me sit down in front of the TV to go and give a watch at it that one time, because usually they had other things that they were regular sitting down to watch. So I got to plant my butt in front of the TV with my action figures and whatnot, 
and watch it. And yeah, it was to me, folks in my generation would be able to finish this sentence easily. Star Wars is best when it's, see if Ian's can do it before I give them. Have any guess as to what he's going to say? I, Star Wars is I best when it's, it's a one-word answer. Fresh? Okay, so we got one for fresh. Uh, I want to say oh, theatrical. Yeah. So fresh and theatrical. What's your thoughts on Star Wars is best when it's... And you can pause it or whatnot, and then it's best when it's weird. Star mm. Wars has always been oh, weird. That's good. And the holiday special fits the bill, in my opinion. It's really weird. And I've never put any kind of dislike or shame or whatnot on it. It's just weird. Maybe in the best ways. It's a product of what variety television shows were back then. If you and Saint familiar with things like the Carol Burnett show and Donnie Marie Osmond's show, different variety shows like that. And some of the folks that took part of this also took part in them. Harvey Corman, B. Arthur. It's folks like that. Yeah, I haven't, I sat and watched it. My girl sat and watched it with me and they thought it was goofy, because it is. It's just straight up goofy and weird. Um, that's what I got for the holiday special. It's been a spell since I've sat down to go through it. But I'm very, very schooled in it. I've heard over the years of my listening, different folks talking about what we're going to get to go see with the Disturbance in the Force documentary that Cal Newman's putting together about this coming out. December 5th. But that's what I got, boys. Cannot wait to hear what all yins think. And I'll have my playlist and share it out as I do. So till the next, may the force be with you. Long live the Empire. So disagree wow. with him. On, Redemption I, at the end. Disagree Empire. with him on that last line. Thank you, RFB, for sending that in. Wow, and I'm glad we were able you, to finally RFB. get him in here. But so I think he's right to an extent. Star Wars is best when it's weird, when it's different, it's out there, it's not what you would normally expect. And he, he points out it's very goofy. This is very goofy and very weird. Now, maybe this is too far on the weird extreme, you know, on the spectrum there. But I think considering it was very much a product of its time it was it was almost like it was a variety show that showcased star wars rather than you know if you can view it like that versus viewing it as this is a star wars show that does variety you know i think that that makes it a little bit more palatable um but I, I think he's right i think it is weird it is goofy ultimately i think that's something we all three agree on regardless of like or dislike, it is weird. It's goofy. Sometimes it doesn't make sense necessarily or it doesn't fit or it seems like really, really, really obnoxiously silly. 
But that's for me, that's what I like about it is it's not as serious or as, as in line. I, I feel like it's very relaxed and I can sit down and just drink a beer and decorate the tree with the family and put this on and enjoy it. So here's how I think about this. I, we all have different tastes and opinions with art, anything in general, you and RFE and others clearly get what they're trying to do with the holiday special. I think of it the same way as like there, you guys are familiar with the grateful dead, right? You guys know that, that band, Mm -hmm. They're very, I've met a lot of people that love the Grateful Dead and I've met a lot of people that are just like, eh, it's all right. I don't think I've ever met anybody that's like, no, hate them. Right. And I think a lot of it is some people, like people just don't get it, right? It doesn't, what the Grateful Dead are doing doesn't land with them. The jam band, you know, vibe, what they're trying to do with their shows. Um, and if you don't get it, you don't get it, right? Like, what are you supposed to do? If you don't like it, it's not for you. There's a, there's other stuff, and I think it's the same thing here. Sure, you clearly get it, and you clearly like it, but to me, it's just it doesn't make sense. Well, and I'll, I'll you know not to uh, I won't give you as much grief as I have been because I think we can apply it the same way we apply the Last Jedi. There are a lot of people who did get it, who enjoyed it, who liked it. We might not necessarily, and Alex, I don't know exactly where you stand on The Last Jedi. Kevin and I are not a fan. Um, in case he didn't make that clear last episode, and I haven't made that clear at all at any point. Not not a huge fan. But we don't put others down necessarily for liking it. You know, there there are, that's why we have the, there's enough Star Wars for everyone saying. I mean, that that is kind of our our motto that we came into this with. There's enough Star Wars for everyone. Um, you don't have to like everything, and you should try not to dislike everything, because if you dislike everything, you, you're not really a fan. Get out of here. Um, but if you like some of it, don't like some of it, that's okay. The bottom line is you like Star Wars. Um, and so, you know, yeah, this is... And obviously, I would say, like, the two most controversial Star Wars projects of all time are arguably the Holiday Special and Last Jedi. I'm not necessarily going to say which one's higher or lower or on par with each other or anything like that. But I think those are the two most divisive uh, in terms of just where you stand. There isn't really any middle ground on those. Um, And maybe you could throw in Jar Jar up there because Jar Jar was also very divisive for a lot of people. Um, but that's kind of how I view the holiday project. So Kevin, in the spirit of holiday, I promise to not put you down for disliking this show. I will. That's very nice. Of I will you're welcome my, to my olive, gar- olive branch. I, I almost said olive. You're garden. welcome to. I'm so because hungry, you're wrong. <laughs> oh, ouch, dude! That was out of left. I, I'm sitting here. That that was hurtful. That was that was a step too far. Alex, I'm just going to talk to you from now on. Kevin, I'm just going to that he's here. (laughs) Good. Don't threaten me with a good time, Wade. (laughs) All right, I'm going to finish. We're going to wrap this up. 
um, with the question of the day, which I have not asked yet. Out of your entire collection, what is your favorite holiday-related Star Wars item? Buddy, I don't have any. You're, Maybe the sweater. You're, you, I was going to say you are wearing one, and you've got ornaments. You know, do you have any like special stories behind ornaments or anything like that? <coughs> no, I haven't really incorporated holiday much into my collecting. I was going to get the Funko Advent calendar, the Star Wars one. Oh, there you go. Um, but I did. I I didn't end up getting that because it was going to get here too late, and I got the Disney one. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. We ended up picking up the the Star Wars Lego Advent calendar for this year for twenty bucks from Walmart. We always wait nice. for those to go on sale on clearance before we buy those. The day after Christmas for the next. No, no, they usually go on sale for Black Friday. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're normally fifty bucks, fifty or sixty, um, depending on the year and the Nuts, economy. Man. But so I'll wait until you know, like Black Friday weekend. And they'll go on sale for twenty, and so I'll just buy it on the app and have it ready for pickup. Makes it easy. Nice, Alex. What about yeah, you? Do you have a, any any Star Wars holiday related items? And if so, which I your was favorite? gonna I was gonna roll with um, apparel as well for a moment because my family we all have um, a Grogu holiday shirt. It's not you know what yeah. I'm wearing today. Clearly, yeah. I'll I'll post a picture um, about that. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Funko Star Wars Advent Calendar. Now that you guys mentioned a couple other ones, um, so Kevin and I were texting about this, but we did the Funko Star Wars Calendar last year. Um, it was great. I mean, it's the same ones out this year from Funko, um, but it was really cool. And now we just put out the little 24 figures, um, the mini pops, essentially oh, yeah. every year. Um, so we now, put those out like is- right after Thanksgiving. Is each individual pop got, do they have some kind of holiday theme? Like one's holding a candy cane or one's wearing a Christmas scarf. Like does every single one have a a Christmas theme or an accent? You know, right off the top of my head, 20 out of the 24 do. Um, I'll send you a picture. It's really cool. Most of the, yeah, most of them are themed either with an item in their hand or they're wearing a Christmas sweater. So it's really cute. There's a couple snowmen versions of characters. It's really cute. See, that's what I like. Like I wish that's the only thing I don't like about the, the star Wars uh, Lego advent calendar is you only get like one or two figures that are really Christmas themed. They used to do a few more. They used to do like four or five, but now it's like you get one character that may be holding a, um, or maybe wearing like a Christmas sweater with their regular garments. And then you may have one that's like a droid turned into a snowman or something like that, you know? And so it's not as, it's not as Christmassy as I, I'd, I'd want it to be, you know, it mm-hmm. used to, I feel like some of the first ones that came out when they first started doing them had a lot more customized Christmas garb. And that's one of the reasons I get like the black series, like the KX security droid and and stuff like that. The uh, protocol droid is because they're all Christmas themed. They're all like decked out in Christmas, you know, winter gear, um, which I really, really like. That's not my favorite of my collection, but I do like that. Nice. So, but yeah, I thought about getting the Funko calendar. That would be cool to have. 
Yeah, it's a, going to be a good pickup if you guys can scoop it up, you know, for 50% off before next I feel year. Like, I feel like Amazon had it on sale, too, for Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you know, through that weekend. I think Amazon had it on sale, and I almost got it. I, I, I didn't end up picking it up, but I had thought about it because it looked pretty cool. You're too busy scooping up great figs. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm really happy about the figs. Um, so if I have to answer, my my mine actually changes year to year. Because um, sometimes I'm gifted different things or I get different things for the collection. Like sometimes it's an ornament. Sometimes it's like the year I get a new sweater or something like that. Uh, mine currently is this, it's a very basic black Star Wars t-shirt. Um, and it's got like Star Wars ornaments hanging on the shirt with like, you know, light strand and like Christmas hats on like, you know, Darth Vader's head and stuff like that. But it's all ornaments. And that's got to be my favorite because my mom got that for me for Christmas last year. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes like parents and grandparents, you know, like the some of the best gifts on Christmas are like the gift cards. Cause then you get to pick out what you really want. And then sometimes like, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but sometimes grandparents and parents pick out like just really random things that you're like, I'm never going to use that. Or I'm never going to wear that. There's no way. And I, I have told my mom at times, like, I'm probably not going to use that very often or wear it kind of trying to be gentle and nice, but also letting her know, like, you know, I put a wish list together. Like these are things that I would actually wear or, you know, use on a regular basis. You know, you'd see me in and I didn't do that last year, but last year she picked out that Christmas t-shirt for me. And so the last two major holidays where I've gotten gifts, my birthday in October and last Christmas, she's gotten me star Wars gifts, which is huge. Cause she hasn't really gotten me star Wars gifts since I was a kid. Um, so she, she's very much like, wait, you know, anytime I bring up star Wars, she's very much like, uh, wait, you know, star Wars isn't real, right? You know, star Wars is made up. Star Wars is fantasy. Star Wars is fake. I'm like, yeah, mom, I know. Thank you for the reminder. And so she's just always been not necessarily anti star Wars, but like, I can't believe you're so into that. But she, she finally relented last Christmas and just said, all right. You're not growing out of this. It's not a phase. Whatever. Here's a shirt. And that shirt meant more to me because it meant I won the battle. The battle of wills. I mean, I I came out the victor. And uh, so that shirt was like her her way of extending the olive branch herself saying, all right, you win. I'm going to. And so since then, she's gotten me Star Wars related gifts like for my birthday. She got me a really cool sign and another T-shirt. And I'm like, if you were to just give me Star Wars T-shirts for the rest of my life, I would be set. I would get rid of every other T-shirt sitting in my dresser right now because it would be full of Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'd, I'd be set. So that that is my current holiday. Now, I may have to update us after Christmas to see if I get anything else. But that that is currently right now my my favorite Star Wars Christmas related item. Nice. Congratulations on the W. Thank you. I appreciate that. They don't come often, so I really try to get excited when they do. <laughs> no, that's a good one. All that right. wasn't a sarcastic uh, response. I appreciate that, Kevin. <laughs> so with that, 
I think that is going to end our episode for tonight, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I know it was kind of a longer episode, hour and a half. Uh, we're a little bit more long-winded when I'm back. I think I'm the common problem, um, <laughs> as Kevin nods his head at me. Um, I would agree with that. Guys, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, TikTok, uh, and Gmail, recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you guys want us to talk about, if there's anything you want us to cover, read, watch, anything like that. Uh, or if you just want to have a fun discussion. We love talking Star Wars, and it's so much easier to do through replying to a tweet or an email. So reach out to us. Let us know if you love listening to us, if you like talking with us. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to us. You should be able to leave a review. Um, if it's not five stars, maybe email us some criticism instead of leaving the review. I, I'm just saying, I mean, you know, that would be more productive. Uh, but hopefully you enjoy joining us each week. Uh, as always, may the Force be with you. And remember, this is the way. <laughs>